Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about British skateboarding and other skate podcasts. There's just something about British skateboarding that you just have to love. We've been blessed with lots of it lately uh, in the form of cover version, Trust Fall, and Mike Arnold's Adidas part. What is it about British skateboarding that stands apart from everyone else, Mike? Uh, for me, I guess it all started out with Tom Penny in like 1995 or 1990s being like this brand new kid in skateboarding who, uh, yeah, geez, now that I think about it, I kind of had that like Tom Penny grown out bowl cut. I got one of those mushroom boards. I wore like these disastrous pants that I got at a place called Lava Lounge in uptown Minneapolis. And so, um, I guess it was always on my radar. Nowadays, it is stuff like that Mike Arnold part, which was like this perfect summer dream section, ad or not for Adidas. Like, I really like that part. Yeah, there's, I, it, it's, it's tough to nail down. Maybe it's a little less serious, maybe than like, you know, stateside serious skateboarding, less serious than serious skateboarding, you know? But uh, the spots look good. The dudes just have a little bit more like, Saw no panache yeah there's more panache with the dudes or something i guess it's like the slightly more mature like cultured counterpart to u.s skateboarding you know it's a it's an anglophile thing anglophones stick together i guess that's my best take at it that's my best go uh jason what is it about the the brits on boards yeah well it's just the whole place looks so bleak it's just like the sky is gray the ground is shitty. The buildings look like, you know, Sherlock Holmes is going to come around the corner or some shit. I mean, there is this one photo. I linked it in the notes of Tom Penny doing some, like, switch nose slide down a hub in the middle of, like, a forest with fog and shit. It, it's, like, most depressing skate photo I've ever seen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess British skating is kind of having a moment, I suppose. Like, the first dude really knows. I guess maybe... Curtis McCann in Sky Pager. It was hard to tell that he was British because most of the footage was in parks and shit, I think. But then, like, Carl Shipman. I mean, Carl Shipman came out. Like, he was way too fucking good. Like, um, the homie DJ Rockticon always has a shout out Rockticon. He has this take that Carl Shipman was better than Tom Penny because Tom Penny was kind of like a redneck or whatever from the country and Shipman was kind of like a city kid and knew what's up. Yeah, like, Tom Penny was always, like, you know, been said a million times, but he was just kind of, like, magical, like, in the way he did about, went about things in terms of single tricks, but, like, I don't know, man. If you go watch Carl Shipman's part in a visual sound, like, he looks way too fucking cool on a skateboard. That part still holds up that day, so. I think if, yeah. uh, whenever, whenever I think of Carl Shipman, I gotta think of that DC Super Tour in 41130 where he does that uh, 360 flip fakey on that like it's got it's got transition at the bottom but then it's yeah basically I know the one. like 25 feet of nearly vertical flat bank i mean i know i know that inspired me to skate and slam on a lot of really steep shit yeah it was like super tweaked out i remember that, that was awesome. crazy and, and then like links. yeah but actually my favorite uk skater is this guy rob selly who like didn't really have a lot of footage. He's kind of like, if I was going to just define him, he's kind of like the UK Eric Pupecki. Like, he was kind of like a quintessential 90s, you know, dope skater or whatever. And he didn't skate any of those, like, cobblestone-ass city spots that you usually see. He pretty much just skated that 
bus station in Milton Keynes or whatever. And I guess it used to have like basically like miles and miles of ledges. And he would just do tech shit on there. So yeah, Rob Selly, look him up. Case we'll link to Rob Selly on the show notes. We'll find something. Yeah, I, I feel like my appreciation for British skateboarding came later when I discovered Blueprint Skateboards. And I think that my first exposure to Blueprint was Waiting for the World. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fucking sick video. And yeah, it was like, it was bleak and it had kind of that East Coast flavor. But because they're all British, it just felt more sophisticated somehow. And yeah, always, always liked seeing that shit, always sought it out. And now uh, I really like following Science versus Life on Instagram. Uh, It's basically like a British chromeball incident posting up scans from British magazines. And it's just sick to see all these old photos for the first time of like, you know, a super young Jeff Rowley or Penny or Alex Mole or just like kids you've never heard of at spots you've never seen looking fucking cool and British and 90s. Yeah, it's fucking rad and inspiring yeah like they were trying to make a book right they did a gofundme to make like a rad wasn't that the uk mag rad read and destroy yeah read and destroy yeah they tried to make a gofundme to come out with a book or something but i don't think it came about or whatever that would have been sick though yeah for sure now i'm thinking i should have put down the 20 pounds or whatever they needed for that thing because 10 pounds shit a fiber yeah as they say yeah, I'm definitely, I, I definitely guess. geek on science versus light. Science versus life. Did I say that right? Sure. But uh, <laughs> I should look it up. It's in the, it's in the notes here somewhere. But um, yeah, I definitely geek on that Instagram just for what you were saying. There's that East Coast vibe, but then it's like, like it hits all the hits all the switches in your mind as far as like the dress and the spots and like kind of the style of photography of like shooting still photos of ledge tricks. But, like, it's all brand new at the same time because, yeah, those obscure guys that we never heard of back in the day. Or maybe you saw, like, one or two photos of them. Like, that's the stuff that I really enjoy seeing. And if, um, just to follow Jason's lead on the, on the shout-out for, like, the more obscure UK skater. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm shouting him out for stuff that uh, he did in the Bay Area back in, like, Transworld skateboarding. But Simon Evans. Um switch inward heels i want to say and like there's a photo that that seems to make the rounds pretty frequently of him no comply 180 down like a set of seven in a sweater vest and a t-shirt that dude was pretty sick he was definitely an early adopter of the sweater vest yo also speaking of the bay area shout out paul shire for coming super fucking close to 360 flipping the guns oh yeah back in the day he was like like three or four inches away no one else did it right like uh yeah i don't think so i don't think so yeah i think like someone frontside flipped it a couple people frontside flipped it probably i don't think anyone 360 flipped it but he probably Uh, came up closer closest as as anyone i actually think uh, i saw anthony acosta footage from the 90s coming pretty close to a three flip too just for the record was that a, a colin kennedy archives post very much was, yeah. Also, shout out to Paul Shear for kickflip fifty fifty in Hobai. I think he was the first to do that. Yeah, was that in his four one one profiles or probably wasn't profiles? The AM thing. Yeah, what was the AM called? Rookies. It, it was wheels. It was rookies or wheels of fortune? It was. It was yeah. the rookies. So rookie pro. Yeah, 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 wheels of fortune was AM's 
rookies was like rookie pros, I guess. Yeah, I think it. I think we'd be remiss us being uh, such Bell and Sebastian fans, Templeton, mm-hmm. to not shout out our uh, our, our our favorite Scott on a board, uh, Rattray, John Rattray, because he went to the Bay Area and had some feats in four one one. Nose blunt slide down Clipper with that like Hawaiian shirt wide open. I like how those guys went and made names for themselves back then in the four one one in San Francisco. Yeah, that was fucking epic. I remember when he got on zero, I was super bummed because I thought he was so rad on blueprint, but I'm sure it was a huge pay raise and, you know, helped to make his career as long as it was. But I just, I don't know. I felt abandoned as a blueprint fan, but Retro is fucking sick. Yeah, man. Did y'all see that new video cover version or whatever? Of course. That shit was fucking I'm blowing sick, it. Dude. I just, I just watched it like uh, today, actually kind of laps there but damn dude those those guys are really out there doing it man like they're getting like tech as fuck on those shitty spots well they're not shitty spots it's mostly like shitty ground it's like yeah. one it's like it'll be like a ledge in the middle of some like cobblestone like square in the middle of like a village or something and they'll do like some flipping flip out shit is great that that video is fucking sick yeah, that video is super sick. I didn't think the ground looked that bad. I mean, coming from the East Coast and living in Oregon, like England doesn't have the exclusive on shitty ground. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. The the ground here in Richmond is horrible. It's awful. What what am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, I I can vouch for that. I've been there, Ugh. done that. I think it's everywhere, but California probably has some pretty shitty ground. And there we go. Yeah. That um that video's a Dan Maggie production, or he had a hand in it. Am I right? I haven't seen it yet. Correct. Yeah, it's him and another guy, kind of like split behind the scenes responsibilities. And he's the he's the man behind uh, Blueprints, iconic videos, and first broadcast. So yeah. yeah, I was super excited to see cover version. And yeah, I think I've probably watched it three times since it came out. Made a ton of gifts. Uh, <laughs> It's very sick. And as, as one does when one is the gift king of the internet. The scapegoat king. Certainly. Who's that, who's that according to, Jason? According to GQ Magazine, I believe. There we go. How, how much, uh, and maybe some of our skate Twitter uh, UK compatriots will correct, or maybe not because it's not their point of view, but I do wonder how much Dan Maggie like, basically shaped many a person in the united states views of like english skateboarding it seems like those videos are really inextricable from my point of view or my experience of it like there's other stuff on the edges i'd say i'd say blueprint definitely as far as like portraying it not that flip has been there for a long time but like blueprint blueprints like the stateside view of that scene yeah blueprint put england on the map as a skate place you know flip was like we're from england but we fucking left as soon as we could while blueprint was like we're from england and we love it here we we thrive on cold winters was one of their fucking lines so i I think they probably shaped the world's view on british skateboarding and i think that 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 shadow looms large and is still what we think of british skateboarding i mean now we've got isle and uh Jacob Elliott Harris and all the things that he's doing. But I think he's continuing with that same Dan McGee tradition. 
of how how he's portraying British skateboarding in British spots. Oh, hey, can't forget Palace either. I was uh, doing research for this podcast, and Palace had put out like so much fucking content over the past nine years or whatever. It's crazy. Indeed. Yeah, Palace is super sick. Yeah. Shout and out. That, shout out like that uh, rival perspective. Yeah, that uh, the full length Palasonic or whatever still holds up. That's a sick video. A lot of a lot of people bit their shit, especially with like music supervision or whatever. Right. Oh my god, yeah. So yeah, they were definitely trailblazers in that respect. Just like having a like obscure ass house songs or whatever. Yeah, they're probably my first exposure to like garage and grime music is from Palace Clips or maybe even like Palace Wayward's clips before palace was a board brand oh yeah oh i i was gonna say i find it interesting that uh within a week jacob elliott harris put out two videos for the two biggest shoe brands in skateboarding he headed up Trustfall, which was nike's uh are we calling it a full length i mean it was full length for sure sure full length nike's full length trust Seven, 17 and a half minutes and above is now full length okay yeah um, just 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 putting out the official word guys okay cool um yeah he did trust fall and then like less than a week later he did mike arnold's adidas part so there was there was certainly time when he was working on both and i, th- I think that's pretty sick like to have that kind of clout that you can work on two rival companies products at the same time mm-hmm. I wonder if there was any any beef in the behind the scenes about that i mean it's pretty uh that's a power move. I'm proud of him. Yeah, for sure. Though I will say, um, Trustfall, very clean video. That uh, that Mike Arnold part really, really took the cake. Mostly because it was a Jacob Harris video part. You know, the the Trustfall was very on brand with Nike. Otherwise, I would have liked to have seen more of a uh, dude's fingerprints on there because those uh those Atlantic Drift videos are really their own thing. You know. Some of them are a little dissonant, even for me. But uh, yeah, that dude's definitely on his own on his own stuff, and yeah, he's good. I can see why he was able to do a Nike and an Adidas video that released in the same week. Yeah, but it's impressive that he could he could make Trustfall and Mike Arnold's part, which are really different, also really dope. You know, it's like he can make he can make a product for you, or he can he can make his own product for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who who's the dude that had the first part in Trustfall, Casper Brooker or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dude was sick. Like everyone on Slap and Twitter always says how he and uh, Mike Arnold look identical and they're on the same team. But I think Casper's like a little little more tech, little less new age in terms of the trick selection. So personally, I like I like that part better. I don't know, just my opinion. Though. See, I like I like your new age way of figuring things and i'm gonna go the other way I, I was more of a mike arnold as i might have alluded to in uh in my opening statement but uh i think i said on twitter arnold made a good argument for imperfection in skateboarding not to say his shit was sloppy but like some of the tricks that he did were just so wonky that i don't know if you're doing them any other way like a switch back lip on a curb to was a pop up to switch backside nose grind? Yeah, some I mean, shit like that. I think that's, that's just what it was. Like 
I'd, I'd definitely rather watch him do it than P-Rod do it to absolute satisfaction, you know? Yeah, there's a nonchalance that's rad with Mike Arnold. Yeah, you put up his chrome ball incidents where uh, he kind of, like, lays back doing that chrome ball ride. That gif was rad. Thanks. Yeah, that was the standout maneuver from the part and just so fucking sick. And the photo was up on Free Skate Mag, and it really didn't do it justice. Mm. So had to had to make the gift to just make sure everybody gave it a second look and really appreciated the tweak. Well, before you wriggle out of this, we need a tiebreaker, Templeton. Oh, uh, Casper or Mike? Yep. That's that's tough. Um, so tough. I'm gonna go Mike Arnold. I think I. I've probably mm. made more Mark Mike Arnold gifts than Casper Brooker gifts. So that's that's how I'm gonna call it. But big fan of both of them. I'm gonna shout out one more guy, or at least comment on one more guy, Nick Jensen. I can't think of uh I'd say he's up there with Mike Carroll. This is a big claim. He's up there with what? Mike Carroll. Oh, hey. Like consistent. Hold on, hold on. I didn't finish. Consistent. Excellence in music supervision. Um, we got Portishead. We got New Order. We got all great tracks for Nick Jensen. Um, yes, it's super excellence in supervision of music. Comparative to Carol. Right. Not up there with Carol. Not on the same level. Didn't he skate to that Kate Bush song? Yes. And so, yeah, that worked really well. That was, that was a good music supervision right there. Yeah, I just enjoy that dude's wonky skating. Skates weird, quick setup spots. It's it's all it's all in my alley. Yeah, he definitely has his own his own style and always has. You know, like he he's a super tall, lanky dude now. But in uh, Waiting for the World, he was just a little kid and doing like mob switch flips down big sets, and that was kind of cool to see too. Also, can't forget Lucy and Clark on the Louis Vuitton skate team. Ooh. So to speak, fucking killing it. That guy's been killing it for a long time. If you look at his body of work, he's probably one, probably my top five UK skater, maybe top three. He's been has a pretty impressive body of work. Damn, I feel like narrowing down a top three British skateboarders would be pretty fucking hard for me. Mike, you think you could do a top three on the spot? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm going to say in no definitive order. I'm clicking a quarter snacks pen on the counter just to think and buy some time. You might have heard that. I'm going to put Nick Jensen up there. Yeah, this is this is no definitive order. And, and, you know, if I had more time to think about it, I'd probably change it. Let's say Rattray, Nick Jensen. And... Yeah, there's kind of this, like, disillusionment with some of the old guard, you know, like the Penny, the Raleigh. Hell, let's throw Shipman in there. Nick Jensen, Carl Shipman, John Rattray as the on-the-spot top three, not in order. All right, Anybody Jason. else want to take a stab at it? <laughs> Jason, can you do it oh, on the yeah, spot? Yeah, that's easy. Um, Carl Shipman, Lucian Clark, Rob Selly. Easy. All right. At least someone had an easy time with it. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling. I'm gonna say Danny Brady, uh, Rattray, 
Um, shit. And then it's it's like a jumble for third place, you know, like so many dudes. It could be. I'm just gonna say Charlie Munro, who is in cover version. Uh, I think he's on or gets flow from primitive. I'm just gonna put him in the third spot just as a as a spotlight on an up and comer. Um, but I'm sure there's somebody else who who would be in the third spot in a, if I had more time to make a more thoughtful list. Hey, spe- speaking of Jeff Rowley, what the hell happened to that guy, man? Like, he quit Flip or something? Yeah. I think he's just rich. Yeah, I, I think he's just rich <laughs> and, like, hunts and does tough guy stuff or whatever. I don't know, he probably talked about it on... He was on the Nine Club recently, right? Or kind of recently? I don't know. I don't keep up with the Nine Club. <laughs> uh, probably yeah. did. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That guy was a fucking maniac. He was... He was definitely yeah, a favorite rich, back in the day. Rich guy stuff. I don't really consider Rowley a British skateboarder. I mean, certainly he's British and he's a skateboarder, but I think that he... I mean, damn, man, he's from Liverpool, Beatles. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. And he's been a Whoa. SoCal dude for uh, quite some time. You know, for almost the entirety of his, his career. I mean, so, if he landed there in... 1994 or whatever got the cover of trans world with the 360 flip like that's 25 years ago that's majority of his life so i'll give you that for sure yeah so i I feel like like none of the flip dudes really rank as british skaters in my mind yeah pretty hot take there (laughs) (laughs) jeff roley not british anymore i mean that's just how i feel sorry jeff uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the the guy commenting on the listicle since this is just coming turning into a listicle of let's mention dudes who rip. But uh, Tom Knox, he's awesome. Uh, oh yeah, lines for days. It really is like a like a really good time for British skateboarding between Palace Isle elsewhere. I mean, there's those other two heads or at least one head on Isle. I can't even come up with his name because they're. British yeah, ass. I was kind of like a super team, like basically any British dude that you can think of or have thought of is on there. Like, but yeah. yeah, Tom Knox like fucking rips. Like he skates all those spots that aren't really spots, and he still does tech shit on them. Yeah, that, that guy's a uh, he's he's up there, man. He fucking rips. He's always I like about his lines. He's always going somewhere. Like there's there's dudes who who are going from A to B, but it seems like he's he's going somewhere. I don't know how to better explain it. He covers so much ground. It's some. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing a midline turnaround. He's linear. Yeah. Well, back here in the United States, uh, we're talking about uh, other skate podcasts because this one's about to go on hiatus. I just got a new job, so I'm not going to have the time to uh, edit the podcast, and I'm not going to have Adobe Creative Suite on my personal computer anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I hope that once I get settled in my new job, podcasts can go back. So everybody should stay subscribed. Until then, Jason, what are some other skate podcasts that you listen to? Yeah, well, you know, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I mostly like to, like, vibe out to music and shit. But other skate podcasts, the bunt is pretty tight because they will take shots at people. They don't really care. And it seems like those dudes are, like, out in the streets regularly, which is tight. Uh, Vent City is pretty intellectual, but Ted, you know, Says some funny shit a lot of the time. Kyle's pretty insightful, so that's a good one too. 
Still the Nine Club. I'll still fuck with the Nine Club if they have someone interesting on there. What else? BS with TG. He hasn't done one of those for a while, but that's usually a good one. There's a there's a shit ton, man. We even in the notes here, there's some that I haven't listened to yet. That's pretty much it. Tim O'Connor's one was was tight while he was doing it, but yeah, the podcast business is tough, man. You just have to keep putting them out, or else people forget about you. It's like the number one rule of content, like just like put shit out no matter what. Yeah, it's a fucking grind. I mean, everybody, lots of podcast people bitch about how hard it is to make a podcast. Kind of like the way pro He's- skaters bitch about how hard it is to be a pro skater. <laughs> These are all ominous statements just prior to the hiatus, summer hiatus or something, right? Yeah. Put a label on it. Yeah, I, I got to say, um, looking at the notes, it's like, damn, I didn't know there were this many podcasts. Like, I'm, you know, Ben City, Nine Club, which I have tapered off on, tapered off after Jason Jesse. Let's just be clear where, the, where that cutoff was. Uh, yeah, it was a straight chop for me with the Jason yeah, Jesse episode. I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I euphemize that. that. <laughs> uh, there's there's some editorial choices that you just gotta make. As in, yeah. as in, you know, don't get your don't get your arm bent to have a guest on because all reports I've heard didn't sound like anybody wanted to be there. So yeah, I guess Templeton, you might be the most well versed since you put together a big old list of these. Like, wh- what do you recommend? Which is the best? skateboard podcast besides mostly skateboarding yeah besides mostly skateboarding probably the bunt is like the most rad per minute uh i really like those dudes i RPMs. feel like <laughs> yeah i feel like they they keep it moving you know you're not getting a lot of rambling like on other podcasts so i, <laughs> I really appreciate one, that maybe. <laughs> yeah like i guess this one's all rambling uh, do they do those who still do like the fantasy football update at the end? Yeah, because I like that. I actually, I, I actually like that. Everyone else I've complained about it, but I'm like, yo, this is tight. I like sports. I play fantasy football. You know, this is a good addition to the podcast. I don't know why anybody would complain about it. It's at the end of the show. When, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to listen to it, just stop listening. Well, yeah. Heard all the skate shit. Just you know, stop listening, and then you'll be fucking stoked. <laughs> um vent city is super good uh shout out to all those people kyle beachy was originally supposed to be on this podcast but vent city Ooh. uh got to him first i think we should point out that like emails about doing a podcast in this vein go back to like 2014 and i, I remember yeah, some shit some shit like that yeah but at the time the technology didn't exist for easy uh multi-voice podcasting uh or didn't exist within my grasp to make it yeah. happen. Let's go down the list here. Nine Club, yeah, didn't stop listening to that shit a while ago. Uh, <laughs> no Mongo is kind of interesting. It's just one dude whose name uh, escapes me right now. He's just like basically rambling on his own about skateboarding. Kind of a different perspective than what we usually talk about. Uh, Tim O'Connor's podcast was sick. Something you guys might have missed was the No Coping podcast from Ted Schmitz of Vent City fame. Before he did Vent City, he made a podcast called No Coping that was about um, the Love Bowls, I think is what they're called. Basically, the, the big uh, photo studio transition thing in the desert. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It was a super sick, super well done, kind of like This American Life or Radio Lab style story about a spot, which I thought was super, yeah. super rad. And yeah. like, I'd love to see more of that kind of shit in skateboarding. Great, great podcasts. Highly recommend that. Lee Smith's is good. Um, 
there's a podcast called Looking Sideways that encompasses all of action sports. So you kind of got to pick and choose. They had a really good Jamie Thomas episode. And uh, they interviewed that girl, Cersei. Uh, I forget her last name, but she was recently interviewed by Jankum. Uh, she's a action sports agent. So it just it was like an hour conversation with her was pretty interesting. Yo, this one you put on the list, Big Spin, is that in French or just out of France? It's in French for the most part. They had one episode with um, Stefan Janowski that was in English, but uh, it's mostly in French. But they've had some some really good French guests like Jeremy Declan uh, and some others I can't think of right now. That's cool. I should check that out. I need to I need to brush up on my French. For all of like the JB Gillette parts that we've watched with all that French rap in it, I think I could get like one every ten words <laughs> on a French skateboarding podcast. So that's pretty good. I mean there's probably a lot of like <laughs> English in there, like uh kick flip. Kick, kick flip. flip. Yeah. The kick flip. grind. <laughs> good it's good hiatus is coming up yeah. no yeah I'll, I'll i'll probably check that one out that, that sounds pretty uh euro tech hell yeah that's very true extremely euro tech maybe uh i know the skate twitter conversation was like who skates and listens to podcasts maybe it just needs to be a skateboard podcast in french skate to that's a good take and then you'd hear hear every once in a while that kickflip or crooked grind in English. To just... how, how do you say it again? Crooked grind. <laughs> I think they just say like switch heel or whatever. I don't I don't think they like uh, make it French. Maybe they say like switch heel, kick flip. I don't know. Well, one thing all these pod or almost all these podcasts have in common is that they're interviews. And uh, to me, I kind of feel like the interview show is uh, has been done. Yeah, like I was thinking at some point they're going to run out of people to interview. Don't know when, but you one would think like it's they're just going to fucking run out of people to interview in, in the industry. Yeah, so I'd I'd like to see some other um uh formats. And I I feel like podcasting is there's a lot of opportunities there, but nobody's really thinking about doing anything other than just the low-hanging fruit of talking to people yeah like interviewing when somebody. when did you get your first box how many <laughs> boards were in the box <laughs> sick well when i was rep flow jason <laughs> rep flow Ugh, uh, only i can get rep flow god damn it hey summer hiatus man get up to pulaski get out the phone yeah, put put a put a little uh, tape together to get on yeah. a for somebody. Yeah, you got to put yeah. your time in at the shop too. Get yeah, get yeah, 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 spaces. Frankly, for the rep flow, it's probably the indoor skate park where you got to show up, little Jimmy. <laughs> let him know who you are. See the logos. That said, yeah, I think um, outside of the interview show, I mean the big the big opportunity is more produced stuff. Like no coping in that vein where, you know, you're actually kind of reporting, compiling stuff, putting it together, putting it out. That's also obviously like the most work out of any of your options. Um, but yeah, that'd be that'd be sick to see more stuff that's kind of narrative, kind of reported. Yeah. And or something that, you know, 
not quite an oral history route, but, but yeah, reported stories, you know, a magazine story in audio form on skateboarding. I'd, I'd really like to see something like that. Yeah, I would super like to hear stuff like that. This website called The Outline used to do a weekly podcast where they would just talk about somebody or talk with somebody who wrote a story for their website that week. And I was like, fuck, you can do that with skating like so easily. You know, Thrasher puts out tons of content. So just every week they could talk to like, oh, you went on the fucking Bronson rail hunting trip. Like, tell me about that filmer guy or photographer or pro skater, you know, just like be 15 minutes long and super interesting, I think. Yeah, how how many beers did you drink that day? <laughs> yeah, maybe it would just devolve into beer talk on every episode. Have to have the right host, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah probably. Yep. Who could be skateboarding's Ira Glass? <laughs> it's not uh, Kyle Beachy. Maybe Vent City could be skateboarding's This American Life. They, they're going to need some funding though to make some. Put up their Patreon. Yeah, go donate money to the Vent City. Uh, podcast patreon the ira glass will be who everybody bites in five years time when it comes to skateboarding podcasts so i guess we can't know until the future it would have to be someone who's like kind of interesting and can kind of like uh think about stuff kind of i've never listened to this american life but like i guess if you're gonna host podcast you have to be like you know what i mean kind of like introspective or whatever it'll probably end up being somebody we've never heard of who comes out of nowhere and blows our minds Maybe you're listening right now and getting inspired. So whoever you are, get after it. Make us a six skate podcast, please. Yeah, I guess I gotta go listen to This American Life. Is it good? Like, what's that podcast all about and shit? Just about American life, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's it's just just cool stories, I guess. Mike, how would you describe This American Life? I think you gotta divorce it from the podcast. Like, it's a radio show first, so it's more of like it's really old school in that it's a radio show first. It's like very much out of the national public, uh, yeah, public radio realm. But, I appreciate uh, the correction because they're very like they're public radio international and very like gung ho about the fact that they're not NPR. Yeah, and they might not even be a PRI anymore because I'm just that much of a nerd. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely old timey radio, not old timey. 90s timey radio is is where it emerged from but you know it's reported stories it's spoken word it's it's a good mishmash it's like you know sunday afternoon intellectual talk radio i guess is one way to describe it yes i think you nailed it maybe like like rodney right like i don't know after after rodney all due respect in uh that day one documentary I can't. I think I could do three minutes of Rodney directly into my brain, and that that might. Be <laughs> yeah, it. like he talks with that like affect or whatever. Yeah, I, I know. What you mean. Yeah, he's 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 a little too high wire for me. Maybe Jim Jim T. He's kind of busy. He's got he's got lots of shit going on. He probably wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, that's the only person I get. Are you fucking Valeli, dude? <laughs> he wrote a fucking shit. I think Valeli's got too much ego. (laughs) Yeah. I think to be a good radio host, you gotta um, gotta put your subject first. And I don't I don't see Valeli not making the story about himself. Yeah, I can kind of hear him narrating some story about some like uh, 
whatever coal mine or whatever and getting all into it. <laughs> so you do understand this American life. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Oh, so, I, I get the gist of it. You might need to be like the next producer on this American life. Like him and Zoe Chase. Should we, uh, since we're making our recommendation shift to the non-skateboard podcast that we listen to, if we're, if we're going to leave people, you know, mid-summer with a yeah. void between their ears. Yeah, what, what are you listening to, Mike, on the non-skate side of things? I think beyond, like, all the basketball podcasts, NBA never stops, thank God. Uh, the, nobody needs to really hear about those. Yeah, so I won't bore anybody with all the NBA podcasts that I listen to, but there's this great BBC kind of history and culture one. It's also a radio show, but it works really well as a podcast. It's called In Our Time. Um, it's been around for like 20 plus years, so there's no uh, no lack of episodes to listen to. They also just went on their own summer hiatus. They'll be back in September, but... Uh, basically a British, old school British host, and then a panel of like college professors talking about crazy stuff like um, Ulysses S. Grant or the Assyrians or the Siege of Constantinople. Yeah, it's just a really like wide ranging history and culture podcast and they get into science stuff. So like it feeds my erstwhile need to like go back to school and become a geologist. It's just super interesting radio. And like, if at least someone out there is a random Wikipedia topic reader, like I am, where you just go down rabbit's holes on Wikipedia about historical topics. It's like that, but thousands of times better just in that you get these crazy nuggets that you'll never find, except for from these absolute experts on these topics. So uh, it's called In Our Time. It's put out by the BBC Four, and uh, it's on iTunes. And then they got a website where you can access, like I said, like twenty years worth of the show. It's really rad. That sounds kind of like that one hardcore history podcast. If you've heard that one, yeah, I've, I've listened to that too, and it's just not as like crazy as that shit. It's, yeah, it's very to 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 like cycle back to our opening topic. It's like the sophisticated English version. Nice. Yeah, hard. Hard, hardcore history definitely has its moments, too, for just, like, pure craze. Jason, what about yeah. you? Got some podcast recommendations? Yeah, the, the Joe Rogan Experience. No, I'm kidding. I don't... No, I, don't <laughs> I was like, wait, for real? <laughs> no, I don't... No, I was, I was just kidding. Um, not, non-skate podcasts. Well, yeah, I, I, too, listen to all the NBA podcasts. The best one, though, is Gilbert Arenas' podcast, the No Chill podcast. Dang, I gotta get on that. Yeah, because m- most of the people on the NBA sports podcast are just kind of like you know regular people who got into sports journalism and are basketball nerds and kind of like focus their nerd energy on that. Uh, Gilbert Arenas, though, like he was an actual like fucking awesome NBA player, so he has really unique insights on basketball and shit. Plus, he's you know charismatic. Plus, he says whatever the fuck he wants to. So. That's a good NBA podcast. Also, this podcast called Your Favorite Band Sucks is hilarious. It's basically these two dudes who talk about why basically every band that is popular and people like sucks, like like Smiths, Metallica, Slayer, Daft Punk, like it 
funny as shit. Like it's a, I basically wait for each one to come out every couple of weeks. So yeah, those are the two best non-skate podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis. Sick. What you listening to, Templeton? I know you've already recommended a couple on this here show, but yeah, uh, probably top podcast for me is Ninety Nine Percent Invisible. It's a show about design and the built world. So you know, it's actually a lot of the stuff that we skaters think about. You know, like design and architecture. Uh, the episode that came out today is about sand, which doesn't sound that interesting, but it's pretty fucking interesting. You know, sand is, uh, they said, the third most um, used resource on the planet next to water and air. I listened exactly. to that today, too. Yes. Using concrete near and dear to our yeah. hearts. Uh, all that concrete talk was a little depressing, though. Turns out concrete's extremely bad for the environment. <laughs> I actually thought of you, Templeton, in that with that knowledge, one could make the argument that concrete skate parks are bad for the environment and should be banned Ooh, yeah. i like that take i like that grudging grudging take grudging take on my part yeah i think 99 percent invisible is my number one gotta recommend podcast and there's in the archives some actual skate episodes one about love park one about pools so uh with that um I guess we'll move on to what we're stoked on. The last what what we're stoked on for the uh, the foreseeable future. Although we're we're gonna come back, so stay stay subscribed, people. Mike, what are you stoked on? Ooh, uh, I was stoked on the U.S. women winning the World Cup. I just like everything about how they did it. Um, you know, if you don't like running up scores and. <laughs> and celebrating goals and all of that you're just no fun uh the way it relates to this podcast is that uh it made me think that if anything is interesting if anything interesting is going to come out of our u.s delegation to the 2020 olympics for skateboarding in tokyo japan it's going to come from the u.s women's team which i just think is made up of a bunch of badasses and i'm excited to watch them like 10,000 times more than the dudes that we're sending over there. Frankly, I could name a lot more of the women than like Nija and some other dudes. So um, yeah, that's like, the way it uh, relates. Yeah, who is it? <laughs> fuck, like if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't name anyone on the U.S. skateboarding Olympic team like besides Jagger Eaton and Nija. Yeah, I'm fully with you on all of that, Mike. I was watching the Women's World Cup and it was super exciting. Rad to see the U.S. win. And then, yeah, it made me think about women in skateboarding and how, yeah, our female Olympic delegation is kind of the best representation of skateboarding that I could even come up with. That's super well put. Like, yeah, I, I definitely share that feeling. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, no, no, nothing wrong with the dudes, but the women are a lot more interesting and just a good representation of, like, you know, we all got into the game when it was weirdos and fuck-ups and <laughs> all that, you know, and that's why we were drawn to skateboarding and not calling any of the women any of those things, but it just seems like uh, like good representation of what I think skateboarding is, you know, exactly. smart and interesting people, individuals, and not that, like, <laughs> wrestling heel mentality that at least one of the men on the skateboard team embodies, so... Yeah, uh, shouts to the 
U.S. women's soccer team. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely more interested in uh, skateboarding women from our country come next year's Olympics. Same. Jason, what yeah, are you still going? Uh, well, last week I was uh, remiss in my duties as a awake type person. So this week, still stoked on venture trucks. Uh, they just came out or they're coming out with the 6.0s for all you people who ride boards around like 8.75 or above. So be on the lookout for those if you ride like big body boards or whatever. Also, I'm stoked on the video game Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It's uh, ridiculously fucking hard, but if you're into ninjas, samurais, any of that like uh, type of imagery and shit, it's uh, it's pretty fucking sick. Even though it's ridiculously fucking hard, and I'll probably never beat it. Right, Templeton, what are you stoked on? Well, I was you stole my stoked on because I was going to say I'm stoked on uh, the Women's World Cup. Oh, dang. In general, but that's fine because uh, I'm also really stoked on doing this podcast like it's been rad hanging out with you guys every week it's been rad putting a an original thing out into the world um i'm super stoked that people have listened people have like you know sent us dms and like just commented that they listened or just like put their two cents in on whatever we were talking about so like shout out to everybody who listens it's just really rad to make a thing and have people appreciate it so thanks for that and I'm really going to try and get this going again once I kind of find my feet at my new job. So thanks, everybody, and stay subscribed. I got to jump in real quick. (laughs) I'll just say, yeah, thank you, Templeton, for doing the editing. Yes, sir. Um, And, uh, yeah, spearheading this again because, you know, there were talks of it five or six years ago. Uh, Templeton got this going, and, yeah, it's been super fun. We've all been, like, internet buddies for a really long time and then we started talking for an hour on wednesday nights and uh yeah bummed to see it taking a hiatus but i'm pretty confident uh we'll get this going again yeah we're we're gonna come back for sure okay i've got you on record yeah at least for a christmas special whoa 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 (laughs) but hopefully before that jason goes to the north pole (laughs) oh man but while we're on hiatus, we won't be on hiatus from the internet. So, um, Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram, at FrozenCarbonite. And writing stuff for Quartersnacks.com. Should have something coming out in a couple weeks, I think. So, it's a pretty big uh, feature. So, be on the lookout for that. Oh, yeah. Mike, where can the people follow you? I am on both Twitter and Instagram at M Munzenrider. Where are you at, Templeton? I'm on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and um, making gifts again at mostlyskateboarding.tumblr.com. So get there for that. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back. So stay tuned.